In our first reading today, we have two human tendencies that kind of come into conflict with each other. And uh, one of those tendencies we see, of course, in today's, uh, by way of contrast, perhaps in today's gospel passage. But here we have the prophet Jeremiah, who's been prophesying. The context is he's been prophesying that Jerusalem is going to fall to the Babylonians. They're going to be taken into captivity and it's time to convert and to prepare. And the king's advisors and other prophets, woe is, uh, Jeremiah is wrong. He's, he's telling the truth. All is well. Everything is fine. And the first human tendency is we tend to believe the more positive things. Somebody who speaks a message of comfort and peace, we tend to believe. But somebody who speaks of a message of conflict and division, of pain and hardship, oh, that's hard to believe, isn't it? And so they believe, the king believes, those that say Jeremiah is against us and throws Jeremiah into the pit, into the cistern, and there he's left. They weren't, this is the tendency, the, the second tendency is we tend to avoid conflict except when it confirms something more positive for us. And we can see that. So sometimes we can be the source of conflict, as these people that were opposed to the message that Jeremiah had been given were. And we have to remember that that message that Jeremiah had was not his own. He was not preaching his own, as those that were preaching prosperity and health were, but rather he was preaching the Word of God. And as difficult as that Word of God was to believe and to to hear how necessary it was. And so sometimes conflict is necessary. Jeremiah could have easily, to avoid that conflict, avoid, you know what, guys, you're right. I'm sorry, my bad. I'm, I, I take it all back. But God's not going to do anything and just kind of wander off into the night, as the Lord had invited him to do already. He could have just simply said, you know what, that's it. I'll be quiet and just wait for the Lord to confirm the message that he had been given, but rather he continued to proclaim that, God, that, that good word of the Lord as harsh as it was. And today in this gospel passage, we have Jesus telling us he, how he comes to set the earth on fire. He comes to bring conflict. There's a baptism that we need need a baptism with which he must be baptized, and by extension, all of us. And elsewhere in the gospel, and, and especially in the gospel according to St. John, he tells us that baptism is his death. His death. That his proclamation of the kingdom, his proclamation of the good news, of the love of God the Father, is going to divide us. We don't like that message, do we? That love is going to divide us. We live in a world and a culture that tells us uh, anything that brings division is wrong to be avoided. And we know, though, that the love of God calls us to something more. The love of God calls us to respond and to act in love. And there are certain things that we are called to do, certain things that we are called not to do as Catholics, as Christians, that the world says is perfectly okay to do or to not do. We can name some things. We can name a number of things, and you probably can uh, even imagine some of these. 
By following Jesus Christ, at times it brings conflict. And we have the choice, do we follow the Lord or do we avoid the conflict? Now, if you're doing the math, uh, this household of uh, two against three and three against two, there's a father, a mother, a son and his wife, and a daughter. And it's a son and daughter's faults, if you, if you follow it. They're the ones who perhaps are following Jesus Christ. And the, the father and mother in, in this, uh, having a little fun with it perhaps, but the father and mother are the ones who are opposed, who do not see the need to follow Jesus. They just know that if you follow Jesus, it makes you different in this world. Not different as in you know, my frequently uh, repeated line that sometimes some people are so different that uh, they, we think it means swinging off the church chandeliers. That isn't what we mean by different. But we live different. We make different choices. We make choices that only, not only affect us in this life, but we know that lead us to eternal life. Those choices sometimes are difficult, and they divide us. That when we make a choice for Jesus Christ, it separates us. And it's hard at times, but how necessary it is. Well, we would do anything to avoid it, though, wouldn't we? And that's where the likes of Jeremiah or Ezekiel or Isaiah, Hosea, Amos, the prophets come into play. In the Old Testament, we hear how they were despised. Or the likes of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, of Moses, how they remained faithful in a culture that, very much like ours, was opposed to the faith. See, they believed in one God, where the cultures around them believed in many gods. There's a God of rain and a God of thunder and God of this and God of that and all of this stuff. And they rejected all of that for the worship of the one true God. And that set them apart. And we see that too in the martyrs, especially, especially the early church, how time and again the Roman emperor demanded worship, demanded sacrifice to the pagan gods, and they rejected it time and again. And the martyrs went to their death. But then there were confessors, those who professed the faith, who though they were victimized perhaps by the emperor and the empire itself, stood strong and said, I will follow Jesus Christ, and did not give their lives in a literal way in death, but did give their lives. And this week we, had, we celebrated a number of martyrs, some in our own, in our own time. St. Edith Stein or Teresa Benedict of the Cross, a Jewish woman, atheist, became Catholic, became a Carmelite, was martyred, killed by the Nazis for her faith and because she was Jewish. Or today, the 14th, we celebrate St. Maximilian Kolbe, a Catholic Franciscan priest who went to his death proclaiming the dignity of human life. Or on Wednesday this past week, St. Lawrence, the proto-martyr of the Church of Rome, when the Pope was arrested and his companions were arrested, the emperor demanded the goods of the Church. 
St. Lawrence being ever the comedian, met the emperor with the goods of the church, the people. That's a good way to tick an emperor off, by the way. And he went to his death on a gridiron. Again, ever the comedian, about halfway through his torture, he said, I'm done on this side, you can turn me over. Just as I keep pointing out, he's a patron saint of comedians because he had a sense of humor, but he's also the patron saint of cooks because the church has a sense of humor. But he stands as a witness. And all the martyrs do, that they, they point to something more, that this life, as good as it is, there's something even better yet. And our choices here on earth affect the attainment of eternal life. And that sometimes we have to make that hard choice. That sometimes following Jesus Christ is going to bring division. But it's not us that bring the division. And I, we can't wear this division as a badge of honor. There, there's a thing, and I used the word last week too, but there's, there's a word that comes to mind that we can be that, that causes division, and we want to avoid it, and that's being a jerk. There's a Life Teen, uh, Life Teen is a model of youth ministry, and they do a number of videos, and there's one particular character that they've created for these videos called Abrace of Abner. Now, I love Abrace of Abner because it's so true. It's taken to an extreme, but he wears a wall crucifix around his neck, and he, wears, he runs around with a catechism. And if he disagrees with you, he thunks you on the head with a catechism. He's very abrasive. And he takes it as a badge of honor that people are opposed to him. Well, there's, there's a difference between being a jerk and following the Lord. And we can follow the Lord, but we're not called to be jerks about it. If the division is caused by our faith in Jesus Christ, our love of Jesus Christ, that's okay. Because it's a faith that they are rejecting. But if it's us, if we're getting in the way, if our lack of love and lack of charity, lack of compassion is getting in the way of people to receive and see Jesus Christ in our faith, then we need to change and get out of the way. We need to be better witnesses, perhaps. That's why we need to discern and ask ourselves constantly, am I doing this for the love of Christ or for, or for something else? And if we need a little pick me up today, a little encouragement, I can, cannot turn you anywhere further and better than our first verses of today's second reading, Hebrews 12. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. So let us continue to run this race, pressing on towards Jesus Christ, the perfecter of our faith. He's the one that makes our faith perfect. He's the one that stands in our midst. And we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, and the Greek word is martyr. We're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses that remind us that we're not alone that in the midst of conflict by our faith, that our faith causes in this world, the world that stands against us so often as Catholics, as Christians, that we're not alone. And that they're spurring us on, reminding us there is something better waiting. To continue to have faith, to love Jesus Christ, knowing that it causes division, knowing that it causes conflict, 
knowing that as harsh as this word is, that the love of Christ separates us from those that do not love Christ, that Christ is above all, calls us to something better, that the conflict that we experience, we do not cause. Rather, it's the hatred of Christ that causes it, and our love of Christ that heals it.